This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hi, this is Josie Loren. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy of Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Jorgensen, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear... Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplessis, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who has at least one black person on his staff, your host, <laughs> Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from the kitchen of podcasting. In San Francisco, California. Jason, today I am podcasting to you from the kitchen of podcasting in San Francisco, California. Right, I, I understand. Actually, could you call me Jonas for the rest of the show? Would that be all right? <laughs> Dude, I caught that. What was that all about? Was that, was that just a guy blanking or was that passive aggressive shit? I don't know. It's actually an anagram of Jason, though, which is interesting. So perhaps, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, is last night's exciting and bizarre Survivor episode, yes. which both included someone saying that he knew one black person. He's on. She's on. She's our housekeeper, and uh, someone calling someone named Jonas Jason repeatedly. Yeah, that was uh, that was bizarro. That was a very bizarre episode. I look forward to discussing Survivor with you. Right, but, and, in, but uh, before we do that. What uh, uh, something else was uh, popping into my head as as I was speaking to you? Oh, I'm, I'm a little flat. I'm having my coffee now. I went and saw some rock music last night. Yeah, I had a uh, 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 possibly I hate to say a good night's sleep, but I slept through the night for the first time in a couple of couple of days. I've I've just been. <laughs> I think you say a couple of years. A couple of years seems like it, but I've just I've been exhausted, both sort of emotionally and uh physically tired uh for the past couple of days and i thought for sure that two nights ago i would finally get some sleep but um i just had a lot of stuff going on with my family and with my my family down here you know quote unquote my my broken family down here and then uh it's not my, broke jace well you know what i mean like i I'm, I'm not i don't have a married family any longer but i had a lot of strife with that a couple of weeks ago and then there was strife with uh my family up north and then uh, i i I've, I've had the sort of lows of that coupled with the highs of uh this play i've directed in san diego that i had to go down and do which is doing really well and then this movie that i did uh is also doing really well and getting really well received so those were sort of highs and then it was all going to culminate with this trip uh up north uh this past weekend which didn't quite pan out the way that i had really been hoping it would uh and that kind of threw me for a loop it sort of t- 
pulled my feet out from under me and I was sort of unsteady. Uh, and then I was just like, ah, oh. and, uh, uh, Tuesday night was the first night I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep. I'm just going to sleep. I fell asleep at like 7.30 at night with my dinner with Andre on, on the TV. And I woke up on the couch and I went, oh, I should go to bed. And I got in bed and I was like, finally, you know, sleep. I just, I just need to sleep. And in the, at 2.30 in the morning, my DVR started making this sound. Okay, so... I know, and it went on. I, 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 I didn't want to get out of bed. You know how? I'm just gonna let it play for a little bit, just so you can, just so you can truly appreciate just how. Okay, you get it, right? I'll spare you the rest. Stop! Okay. <laughs> that was my thought. But you know, when you're in bed, first of all, it's freezing, right? It's really cold nowadays. It's like in the 40s in my bedroom, uh, so I don't want to get out of my bed, and I just figure it's going to stop, right? It started. It'll stop, yeah. you know. So I, I finally, I lean over and I look at my clock. It's three forty-five a.m. It's been going on for an hour and fifteen minutes. Th this sound. We can pull. Ah! <laughs> I know. Uh, but that's traumatizing. So what the hell causes? Did you have a poltergeist or what? I don't know what it is, but I, I, I unplugged it finally. I got out of bed into the freezing cold and I unplugged it and then I got back into bed and you know, then then it's 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 just forget it. The when do you fall asleep at that point? Um So anyway, that's that is traumatizing. Seems right. like a man can't get a decent night's sleep these days. No, no. And then I got, I, you know, I, I had rehearsal last night with one of the bands I play in, with the Clockpaw Band. And uh, okay. then we played cards. So I got home around 1130. And then I had to watch Survivor. So, you know, about 1230. Laying your cards. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, anyway, that's been my, that's been my three, my three weeks in a nutshell. Wow. Do we have any guests today? You know, funny you should say that. We have – well, actually, it was an interview that Reva got and uh, feel really lucky and honored to be right in the middle of the latest shitstorm. Oh, yeah? Rush What's Limbaugh. That? We, we taped an interview with Rush Limbaugh earlier in the week. Rush Limbo. <laughs> Is it Limbo? <laughs> it's not. Right. Is it Limbaugh or Limbo? It's Limbaugh. I don't, people call him Rush Limbo, though. I like that. We have we well, we were able to speak to Rush Limbo. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have a teaser for that? Can we hear a little bit of that before it gets yeah, played later? Yeah, let's hear a little a little ex little excerpt. So, Rush, you recently made some disparaging comments about a, a young uh, Georgetown law student who was speaking in front of Congress and defending uh, the right for women to be able to obtain birth control. Uh, funding via their uh, their you know place of uh, schooling and, and and jobs and and what what do you have to say about this? Ah, uh, let me. I'm gonna take issue with that. I think that what you said was you called her a slut. And you said that uh, we were paying for her sex, and the least she could do is provide us with pornography videos. Is that true?
Oh my god. Enough! <laughs> I think that'll be interesting to hear in full later. Uh, I think he's got a lot of <laughs> interesting points. <laughs> I think I need to bathe. <laughs> okay. After listening to that. Wonderful. Um, what about you, listeners? Do you have anything you'd like to ask Rush Limbo or us? You can find us at whatdothesaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Uh, you can give us a phone call. Oh, wait. Find us on Facebook. Facebook numbers are just wonderful, Rob. They're just as you remember them, Jace. <laughs> what do they said? Search for them in your little Facebook engine there. Find us on Mevio, what do they said.mevio.com, on Stitcher.com, and an app on your iPhone, and uh, what it Rogue 2 out in the UK, uh, Howdy Mates. Is that what they say in the UK? Howdy Mates? Yeah. Or is that an Australian thing? That might be an Australian thing. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny, Tiny kangaroo, kangaroo down. Or give us a phone call at. Oh, call us at 415-937-0445. Speaking code, call us at 415-937-0445. Call your friends here. Operators are standing by with a Vegemite sandwich. Right. Excellent. Great. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Get Twitter followers. That much yeah, is true. Well, I think Twitter is the new Facebook. It is. Facebook is so 2009. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's exciting. It's nice to get Twitter followers. Um, yeah. Anything else that you have to say before we get into the news? Well, have to say, no, not, not so much. Great. All right. Well, why don't we just then get into the news? Ooh. I don't even have a song today. God, it's funny. My, my moods turn on a dime. Lately. Yeah, it's really interesting. You called me yesterday afternoon with all sorts of pep and vigor and, and, and excitement about when to do the show, what to do, how to make it happen. We should have done the show yesterday afternoon when you called me. I think, I think that would have been best. Ah, you know, I'm not in a, a sour mood or anything like that. It's just, you know, you know, all you want is just a little, uh, you know, a little acknowledgement. That's all I'm looking for. Just a bit of acknowledgement. What you if I listeners? What about if I what if I played you this sound? <laughs> that help? Would that help you? <laughs> no? That's no? The, that's the sound I think it is. Make it stop! Okay, okay. Alright, alright. I was also thinking what might be fun to get our listeners um to keep our listeners on our toes, Rob. Mm. Is mm. I, is uh I'm, I'm gonna try to i i, I don't know if it's gonna work or not and maybe I'll, I'll forget during the show or not but i thought i'd drop in sounds like this every now and then during the show you think that will that'll perk up people's ears and think whoa what was yeah, that absolutely yeah okay do that. good so i'll do that a couple times during the show see if anyone see if it fools anyone all right let's do it okay light this candle <laughs> news huh yeah news light this candle Oh, God. I, I, I bookmarked these news stories, and now I'm looking at them like, going, really? Was that what I was, I was really this excited about? Well, I think what, the, what makes the news story work, Rob, is if you, uh, even if it's not an exciting story, read it like this, and then it'll sound really exciting. <laughs> All right, this one uh, comes from the, looks like the, the Daily Mail Online, a UK publication. And, if, and I don't know if this is true in America. Hey, mates, but, uh, in the UK? They're kind of like a sister country, right? Yeah, they travel in fried-out combis. 
<laughs> You're confusing our listeners and good friends down in the great down under. Oh. All right, so brosery and mantihose take off as men sink, seek the warmth, comfort, and fashion statement of patterned tights. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of a guy wearing what looks to be their mantihose, and they've got stars all over them. God, what has happened with man? I mean, man, not, you know, women. I'm talking about man, where he's just completely, I don't know. There's like the, I, I think guys like uh, John Wayne and uh, Montgomery Clift. <laughs> sure. People would be shocked to see the state of man manliness these days. Well, I think also the problem that I have with Mansi hose, is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Is, um... What makes a leg appealing in Mansi hose is if you're wearing a heel. Don't, don't, don't the men know that? You need to have a heel on because that tones the calf muscle and gives it that shape. Uh, so what's the point of wearing Mansi hose? I guess for the design. See, that's just that, I think that's what the problem with men is. that They think that doing something like that actually makes them pretty, I guess, or makes some sort of fashion statement where they miss the whole concept and idea of why it was done in the first place. It's really creepy. Um, I'm looking at the pictures here. There's, you know, some manty hose with skulls on it. I guess that's for the your your tough man that wants to look tough in his manty hose. He has skulls on it. Nice. But they really, it looks like he's just trying on women's clothing. I think it is women's clothing. Are, are they? Do they have the little uh, foot slipper thing on it? I mean, are they they full manty hose? And what happens when you reach the junk? It goes, you know, it's just kind of like it's fashioned into more of like a brief looking design. Is it to keep you warm or is it purely for being pretty? Well, they're saying to keep warm, but also it's a fashion statement. It's just really creepy. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's not necessary necessarily. Let me ask you this, though, actually, since we are talking about men and women. uh, Men and, and women. Uh, and it ties into last night's episode of Survivor. Um, I, there's a point in last night's Survivor where all the guys kind of talk about the women just being women and not uh-huh. being able to do things, right? Does that ever happen to you? Has that ever crossed your mind, like at a work environment or at at school or anywhere, that if you're doing something and a woman's there doing it, that she clearly can't be anywhere as good as you solely on the uh, on the her being a woman no i i I can't say that that's really pops into my my thinking you know i'm a fairly enlightened i think women do lots of things better than men do and um it really depends on the uh the task you know maybe lifting heavy things may not be you know a woman's forte but I wouldn't say that that requires a lot out of a man. Well, how are you at lifting heavy things? You know, I lift fairly heavy things. <laughs> well, but let's say that you and I were loading out our equipment after a gig. And okay. th- there's, the, there's a bass amp. Uh, Where did we play? A, uh, we played at... Uh, it helps me. We played at Bottom of the Hill. Awesome. Was okay. it a good show? <laughs> It was great. We went on a fourth 
we were just we were on just before midnight the band before us was pretty good but not great but it was good enough uh -huh. to, that they had a lot of people there uh, because yeah. they had a lot of friends there. So when we started playing, we had our crowd and the people who saw the band before us were who started off just like hanging out at the bar talking, but we were so good that they decided to stay and watch with us, and they bought our tapes after the show. Ah, that's freaking great. I'm so glad we made extra tapes too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> All right, good. I like our gig. Good gig. Good gig, yeah. So we, we were there until about 1 uh, because you kept drinking, and I, I wanted to go because I was tired because I'd been up all night listening to this noise. So we want to leave. And uh, let's say that we're, 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 the base rig is in the back there. And okay. you go to pick up the base rig, okay? Yes. And there's yes. a woman back there with you. Uh, yes. And she says, here, hold on. Let, let me help you. Do you say... No, 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 I got it. Or do you go, okay, here, yeah, great. Grab that end and we'll go out with it. No, I say, yeah, put it in the van. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my point is I'm going to get it's... back to my drinking. Thank you. <laughs> I think it just never occurs to me that that because someone I, I i like i just get shocked when conversations like this happen on the tribal council when people say well they're just a bunch of chicks they don't know what they're doing uh, it, that never occurs to me i remember a time in college uh and this is a this is a secondhand story i didn't actually witness it happen a friend of mine told me Ooh. that he saw it hey happen. that sounds like a new segment secondhand stories Jace. <laughs> yeah there's music for that nice <laughs> There you go. Great. There's music for it. That that's all. That's all we need to really validate it being a new segment. Exactly. If there's music for it. So uh, I went to UCLA. I got a degree in theater, and as part of uh, which, the more and more I think about it, the more ridiculous it is. Getting a degree, a bachelor's degree in theater, is a great way to go on to get your master's degree in theater, so you could then go teach theater in college. That's okay. about it. I thought it was a good way to bang chicks. Yeah, that didn't work out so well, um, but that's another story. Don't 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 bring me down, man. Don't don't sadden me. Remember, haven't I told you about my emotional roller coaster? I'm sorry, my bad. It's all right. Uh, so, in the theater behind the stage of the theater at UCLA is an enormous. It's called the Scene Shop, and there's power tools and uh, painting and all the places where they build the sets that then just go right onto the stage there. So if you want to see Macbeth uh, fighting in the uh, the in Dunsinane, then you uh, you you build the forest right there in the shop and just push it out front there. So Got a visual. All right. So there was a girl who was extremely competent in the scene shop there. Uh, like everybody knew her. She was fantastic at all the work she did. And there was trouble with the um, uh, one of the saws there. I think it was the jigsaw or the, the skill saw. It wasn't the skill saw. It was the, doesn't matter which saw it was, but it wasn't working. Uh, and there was a guy who was kind of the old man of the shop. He'd been there forever. He was the guy who took care of everything. And she walked over and said to him, hey, I'm having trouble with the saw here. Can you come here and check it out? So she, he walked over and he looked at the saw and he goes, well, the first thing you need is a man to help you with this. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was a remarkable story because how would that be the first thing that anybody needs? 
Yeah, you know, whatever. It's the I think because men have see, have seen their masculinity erode over the last uh, you know, thirty years. Well, wearing Mancy hose isn't going to help that. No, it's not gonna help. Exactly. I remember actually back in the uh my my youth, the days of grunge when, you know, having really whole like ripped up jeans, you know, was was in vogue. Yeah, in your youth back in the 90s. Yes, exactly. And but you know, you have holy jeans and then underneath, you know, you have like, you know, it's cold in here in San Francisco and you know, I had like little skinny legs and whatnot. So, I found a pair of my sister's like leggings. Oh, I was thought you, know, you were going to like, say thermal underwear that you were going to wear thermals underneath your. Well, I used to wear thermal underwear, but then I this was the same concept. You know, they were just kind of like they were all black, and you know, so through the jean you would just see black. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And I, I, uh, I guess uh, you know, I guess I was guilty of wearing mantyhose in some fashion back then. Yeah, you, you. I think anytime you go into your sister's room and then borrow her clothes. <laughs> That's I think oh. I think that is Mancy. Oh no. Okay, so I, we exhausted that 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 topic. Yeah, I'm I'm really working hard here. Uh, so would you say that was a? No, I'm saying no. It's not a. Okay. More. Given the trend. News. News. Yes, this one's good. I like this title. Parents didn't realize they left three-year-old at Chuck E. Cheese until watching news. <laughs> wow did they have a lot funny? of booze at the Chuck E. Cheese it's funny because it says here Harford County authorities say parents didn't realize they left their three year old daughter at Chuck E. Cheese until watching the 11pm news the manager of the restaurant told the sheriff's office that Harmony came up to one of the employees shortly after 8pm saying she was thirsty the little girl is with a group of 14 people including her mom and dad who are, separa who are separated so I guess the maybe one parent thought was looking after the kid and the other parent thought that that person was looking after the kid and they bailed yeah. and the kid was left at Chuck E. Cheese. I guess that I could see that happening, that if you're separated and you go, hey, I'm going to take off now, and then you take off, and then, yeah. I don't know, I guess, I, I take that back, I can't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, good parenting, great parenting. Was it a party, or was they just there with their kid at Chuck E. Cheese? Sounds like it was a party. It said there was a group of 14. She was with a group of 14 people. Oh, okay, yeah. It's not like 14 is that many people either to lose a kid. Well, to lose your kid. Yeah. I mean, think it's about it. a little it. bit if, more specific. If we were playing at bottom of the hill, and you got so hot that you had to take off your sister's leggings, wouldn't you remember to grab <laughs> your sister's leggings before we left? Uh, yes, and my kid. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Must well, have been an all-ages show that we played. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was all-ages, and uh, we had two encores. Ooh, nice one. There you go. Nice one. Yeah, and our second right. encore, we played Hold the Line, just uh, off, off at the top of our heads. <laughs> That's genius. Yeah. God, we're good. We're, we're great. Yeah. 
Oh, Lord. So, uh, yeah, leaving your kid at the Chuck E. Cheese and finding out about it at the 11 o'clock news. Is that a shocker? Uh, I will say yes, that is a shocker. Me too. Okay. Moving right along. Next news story. Good. Let's keep this at a clipped pace, shall we? Got places to go. People to see. All right. We have a California man arrested in killing of girlfriend with a cannon. <laughs> a cannon? That seems very piratey. Isn't that great? He's a 39-year-old man suspected of killing his girlfriend on Tuesday by shooting a homemade cannon into the room of their remote California trailer home. That is dedication. Isn't that great? Like, I mean, God, how bad do you want somebody dead if you're aiming a cannon at him? Well, I wonder if that's the premeditation, though. I wonder if the cannon was built specifically for the murder or if he was, it was just a, a, a happy coincidence. He just happened to have a cannon positioned. Well, yeah, that, that he was. Well, not that it was just positioned, but let's say, let's say you and I get up the next morning after our gig at Bottom of the Hill, and we're yes. like, you know, I'm 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 exhausted. You know, I've uh, I, I'm tired. My head's been making this sound all night. Ah! So uh, what I want to do today is I've got a new uh, a new hobby, and I you know what would be fun. You know what I heard about would be great, cannon making. You want to make a cannon? And then you and I go, yeah, and we make a cannon. And then you get a text uh, and it says, oh, I'm sorry I didn't make it to your gig last night. And you're just like, damn it. You, you know what? We have this cannon. Let's do this. <laughs> and we roll it <laughs> down the street. Yeah, exactly. And we one of us holding cannonballs. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm just pulling out the bottom of my shirt to cradle some cannonballs. <laughs> At my belly. Uh, and then we position the cannon from someplace like, you know, where we get a good arc. Right, exactly. Light the fuse, plug our ears with one finger each. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's too bad. God, death by cannon. That just seems like it's. it would just be such a, a fluky thing to have happen, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it draws a lot of attention away from the Mythbusters, though. It's like, hey, we're, hey, doesn't make our canon thing seem so bad anymore, does it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I guess, how, how do you conceal this? It's definitely not a concealed weapon. So you can't get you on that charge. No, exactly. And what about the enormous three-masted ship you've got? You're, you're... <laughs> Floating exactly. down the, uh, the avenue. Transport the cannon. First First off, you need a boat to transport the cannon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need at least three sails. <laughs> the wind at my back and a sextant. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's uh, – I just like the, the headline. Maybe the story isn't as interesting, but the headline is good. I fired a cannon once. Did you really? Where at? At Fort Point. I even have a, a little uh, – uh, certificate saying that I'm a cannoneer. Was that the proper terminology? I, maybe I think maybe or maybe it's not. Maybe it was like Mouseketeer. They're like, hey, you're a, you're a cannoneer. Oh, <laughs> here you have a little like this. Oh, thanks. How exciting. Yeah, but I did I did everything everything but the projectile, and I don't know if they still do it at Fort Point. Maybe maybe not. This was you know back when I was a youth in the nineties. And you go on a little uh, field trip there, and they teach you how the cannon works, and they pack everything up in the cannon. Uh, and instead of lighting a fuse, there's actually a, a thing you pull that drops the... I'm bored. I'm bored with the story. 
moving right along. <laughs> the last news story I have is is really, it's not that interesting, but I, I feel our listeners should, like like this show. I feel our listeners should know that Snooky is pregnant. Oh, Snooky is pregnant. Pregnant with what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she's pregnant with a kid. Oh, I thought maybe she was pregnant with possibility or uh, excitement or pausing. Or pauses. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pauses. No, no, she's pregnant with a baby. Or I guess at this stage, it's, it's just a, you know, a zygote. It's a child. <laughs> Let's ask Rush. kind of quality entertainment our listeners have come to know and love kids love this kind of stuff <laughs> oh man well let's talk about how did she Audible. get pregnant who preg who pregnanted her who oh her uh, boyfriend gianni i don't know anything about the new jersey shore people except that they were it's... they're not a big hit at, at medieval times oh really no nothing nothing's worth knowing Oh, you're talking about the Celebrity Apprentice. God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> uh, where do I begin? Do we want to talk about our TV shows right after our spot for Audible.com? Nice. You do it so much better than I do. Uh, www.audibletrial.com slash WDS, where the WDS stands for What Duvet Said, is where you can explore over 80,000 audiobooks where no one's listening where you can find as many audiobooks as you can it's probably because they're all listening to books that they got at www.audibletrial.com slash wds right right that's, that's why i'm not listening enough uh do you want to talk about our shows then <laughs> yes yes let us talk about our shows okay which show do you want to talk about um well, I'm not watching The Amazing Race, but do you want to fill in those who may be watching The Amazing Race, what you're taking about The Amazing Race? Uh, not so much. It wasn't, you know, it is, it, no. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that interested in, in recapping The Amazing Race. I'd rather talk about something we both watch. All right. Well, how about that Celebrity Apprentice? Yes, let's talk about it. What do you, you think? Do you remember this week's episode? Do you remember what happened in this week's episode? Like every episode, I remember everything up until who gets bounced because uh, that's usually when I turn it off. Uh, right. So did you read the next day? Did you find out who got bounced? Did you, do you know that George I'm gonna guess. I'm going to take a guess. Was it George? It was George, yes. George Takai. Yes. Takai. George Is it Takai? Through the miracle of stop-motion animation, I can show you how we make a Star Trek episode. This is Lieutenant Sulu for the Starship Enterprise. I used to do a better George Takei. It's a little early in the morning for me to be quite so, oh my, George Takei. Uh, yeah, he what, got sent uh, home. What was their task? I forgot. He was. I remember him being kind of a laissez-faire manager. They had to create a window display at um, ah, that's right of Ivanka Trump's uh, clothing line. Yes, yeah, that was it. That was the whole task. Ivanka Trunks, Trump's clothing line. 
Yeah. Clothing line. You writing that down? Yeah. (laughs) It's just so, God, this show though, if you really think about it, it's just, all it is, is Trump, uh, you know, doing Trump stuff. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Well, there was promoting Trump. It is just promoting Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump doing her Trump's clothing line. It just gives me an indication of how few sponsors they have on this show now that the only thing that they have to promote is his own daughter's stuff. Yeah. Remember before he had like they would, you know, get, um, you know, whatever. We have Nabisco. They're great. You're great. It'll be great. Yeah. Not anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Anything of interest in that episode? Uh, I Are we think missing the, something? Well, I think the only thing that was of interest in that episode that I finally discovered was uh, if, um, you know, you have a DVR, right? I do. <laughs> Does it make this sound? No! Okay, enough. Enough with that. Enough with that gag. Um, have you ever, I've always noticed that when I pause something, when I have to go get uh, something out of the kitchen or use the bathroom or, you know, answer a phone mm-hmm. call, whenever I pause that it's usually someone's making a stupid half blink expression, no matter what. Yes, I've seen that. I, that's funny that you noticed that. That's I, something I've noticed as well. Yeah, well, twice I paused this week's episode of uh, Celebrity Apprentice and Miss Universe Diana Mendoza was on the screen. Uh-huh. And it didn't happen. Like no matter, and I actually tried. Once I noticed it happened twice, I tried a number of times during the show to pause it. She never doesn't look incredibly hot. I know, isn't that amazing? What a gift! Yeah, I was thinking about that actually the other day because when I was up in um, San Jose uh, uh-huh. for the film festival, I was uh, I had my glasses on and a sport coat, a black shirt. Actually, I was trying to, uh, the listener Alan and I were trying to decide what the difference between a sport coat and a jacket were, and a, we couldn't quite figure it out. Do mm-hmm. you know? Anyway. I don't know. I don't either. But I, I was, we went out to dinner. We were walking around San Jose, and we went out to dinner before the screening, and I was being looked at. I could actually notice uh, heads turning as I went by. Now, I don't know if it was because my fly was down or it was because of I was actually with <laughs> with someone who was being looked at and maybe that's what happened that I wasn't really being looked at, but listener Allen was the one being checked out. Um but uh, I you know, I, I can walk down the street here in Los Angeles some days and people will ignore me or I can walk mm-hmm. into a party and everyone will pay attention to me or I will walk down the street of San Jose and get a lot of attention paid. Or I can be in a room full of people and be like, hey, here I am, and like get no attention whatsoever. There doesn't seem to uh-huh. be any yes. rhyme or reason to how I am treated. Um, and I think it's... I, I would agree. I've noticed that. Yeah, that I think phenomenon. it's... Not with you, but with myself as well. Some days are good days where I feel like I'm getting, you know, checked. People are curious. And then other days, I'm just, uh, you know, part of the faceless masses. Right. I think that's kind of the curse of the uh, average-looking guy. I think that's what our problem is. I'm just going to speak for both of us at this point. And I'm going <laughs> to say that the, the trouble is that, like, w- w- Diana Mendoza is, if, if that truly is her name, because I don't remember, uh-huh. is beautiful all the time, no matter what, Right. There's never any moment that everybody doesn't treat her equally throughout the entire planet. Everybody treats her the same way because everybody knows that she's beautiful. And what what that must be so much easier for people 
to not have to gauge what what the response is going to be from people around them. Like I never know if I'm like actually good looking or not good looking because it seems to vary depending on what I'm wearing, which way the wind's blowing and whether Rush Limbaugh's with me or not. You're plenty handsome. You're just saying that because I'm handsome. <laughs> no, and I know what you mean. I think personally it's um we have types out there. You know, like certain women are attracted to certain guys. And if you're having a day where you encounter a lot of those women, they'll notice you. But if it's the the days when you're encountering a lot of women that aren't attracted to your type, right? then, it, you know, it could be it could be a, a, a definitely a bruising day for the ego. Yeah, there was one day in uh, right after college. And it was this magical day where I was, I don't know what it was, but I was treated as if I was the best looking guy on the planet. And I like, there was no explanation for it whatsoever. It was like, I woke up one morning and God touched me and said, today you are going to be the most handsome man on the planet. Like I would, here's a little taste, just a little taste. And I swear it was, it, it was just one 24 hour period. And I, the, the most incredible things happened to me that day. And I, my friend Barry was with me all day and he can attest to it, uh, that we, we went to, we were going to go to a party that night and we like went to Trader Joe's and the girl at the checkout counter was cute, but she was just like all over me and gave me her number and was just flirty, like crazy. And then he and I went to this party and this, this, it, this beautiful woman, it was like that scene in Caddyshack where uh, Chevy Chase sees uh, that girl across the bar and he he they stare at each other and he blows smoke out of his uh -huh. mouth, right? Like there was a beautiful woman yeah. all the way across the party who like turned and stared at me and would, like she like beckoned me to come over to her and uh, like that happened. And then on the way home, some girl on, pulled up in a car beside us and like waved us over and got us out of the car and wanted to follow us home. It was crazy craziness. And then the was the best day ever. It was the best day ever. And then like after that, like a week later, I went in the same girl. I'm still me. And the same girl at Trader Joe's completely ignored me. Didn't even like remember who I was. The girl that was like all over me at the party, I called her back and like couldn't understand why I was calling her. And then this girl who followed us home and hung out and spent time with us, I asked her out again. And she was like, what? Huh? I mean, it was totally like the magic was gone. It made no sense whatsoever. That's, yeah, that that's uh, that's terrible. There, I want consistency. I know. Out of people. I know. I want consistency. So the other thing that I discovered about this weekend's episode of The Celebrity Apprentice is that I tried again to search for Aubrey O'Day because I had no, I, I still had no idea who she was. And uh, there's the wonder upon wonders of living in this age is that no matter who I see on television, it seems, if I search for them on Google, I will find naked pictures of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. You found naked pictures of her? Yeah, she did some Playboy spread. And it was like the first thing that came up. It's not like I searched for Aubrey O'Day naked Playboy. I just said Aubrey O'Day uh -huh. and like a bunch of naked pictures of her showed up. I'm doing it right now. O'Day, is it? <laughs> yes. O'Day. Aubrey O'Day. Aubrey. And I have to say oh, that she I looks see. nothing like on in that Playboy shoot as she does on this TV show. Interesting. You're right. 
I'm looking at it right now. Who is this woman? Does that look anything like that red-headed, poor-skinned uh, yabber mouth that we're watching every week on The Celebrity Apprentice? It does not. That is crazy. So is that her claim to fame? She was a, uh, a Playboy playmate or something? No, I think, believe it or not, I believe she got into Playboy because of whoever she was before she... Like, I think she's some reality TV person. I still don't know. All I know is that I saw her naked. Interesting. Because that's what happened. Very mysterious. I tried looking up who she was, and I got distracted by her playboyness. And then I got distracted by a freeze frame of Diana Mendoza. So what can I say? There you go. Was that, is that basically why you watch the uh, Celebrity Apprentice at this point, is just to see these women? Uh, oh, she's a great ass. <laughs> No, I, I, I watch The Celebrity Apprentice because I actually enjoy the competition. I, I don't think they look all that hot on TV. I, I, other than Diana Mendoza, I don't think any of the other women are very pretty. Okay. Well, I can see that. All right. Jesus, Rob. Sorry, I'm fixated on Aubrey O'Day now. <laughs> right. So I read somewhere that there's a, a big love triangle going on between Diana, that woman was in Miss Universe, D. Snyder and Lou Ferrigno. What? Yeah. That sounds like the kind of love triangle that Lou Ferrigno and D. Snyder think is going on. Does Diana really know about this? Apparently, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, D. Snyder and Lou Ferrigno? See, that's what I'm talking about. The, how, how is that possible? I don't believe yeah, that I'm they're not in. Finding the story, I did read that though. I'm not making that up. I think you dreamt that. Maybe I did. I have very vivid dreams. Yeah, I think that's a dream. Speaking of vivid dreams, how about that episode of Survivor? There we go. There we go. Let's talk about it. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> go. <laughs> Start talking about it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Crazy, right? They uh, the, the women won, the men lost. No, the men won, the women lost, and the men. Uh, you explain it. I can't even make sentences. Okay, so the the rules of Survivor, for those who don't know, is there's a competition. There's two tribes uh, who battle against one another, and one team wins and the other team loses. And if the team loses, if for some reason you've been under a rock for the past 10 years and don't know that this happens in Survivor, Survivor then goes to this kind of powwow called Tribal Council where they all have to vote one of their members out and they lose a member of their team and then they go back. But what happened this week is it's men against women, and the men... Uh, dominated and won uh, handily their um, the the challenge, and then they went back to camp. And there's this guy on the guys' team who is an Alabama redneck, rich gay guy, Republican, who seems to be seems to have everybody under their thumb for some reason. And people listen to him, and he decided that yeah, he... that's what I don't understand. Why don't they just? completely blindside him where he he's not going to use his idol you know because he's going to think he's safe and the whole tribe could just get rid of his ass well but think about it I, I thought about that too and sitting and looking at it that would be the first thing that i would think of but then the second thing that i think of uh, first of all 
that would make the most sense to me because he's playing a long game and what he's trying to do is is get rid of all the men and be on the girl's side which i think is a good idea for him but at the same time it's a stupid idea because none of the girls are going to want to see colton win so he thinks he thinks he's got a great idea and that he's on the girl's side but it's really not going to work out for him but if i'm sitting there playing survivor uh as a guy and Colton is making all these ridiculous, uh, like racist and heightist comments, you know, calling the, the little guy an Oompa Loompa um, and sitting and like sitting there and lying on his back and, and telling the black guy that he hates him and go away and I don't want to talk to him. There's a certain degree of digging <clears throat> his own grave that I'm I'm yes. all for that. Every, that nobody is going to like him. And don't you want to be up against the guy that nobody likes in the final two? I guess so. I guess that's what people think. Yeah, I think that's a terrible idea, though. I think what would, would should happen is exactly what you say, is that you that he's getting full of himself, and if he's going to make us all go to tribal council right now, let's get rid of him because it's his stupid idea. Absolutely. But why? I don't understand why anybody would go to tribal council, Like why all of them would agree to go to tribal council at that point. Yeah, that that made no sense. Whatever, this show is. Ah, as we talk about it, I'm, I'm my interest wanes. So that that was Survivor. <laughs> yeah, there it was. I liked the expression on Prope's face when the men came back from Tribal Council. I thought that was actually pretty exciting, and it I also thought fun, for sure. I, I think he must have had wind that that was going to happen before, right? Well, I don't know if I think he probably got wind that someone was saying you're not going to believe this. I don't think they told him the men are coming, the women are coming because I think they want to get a genuine reaction out of him because uh-huh, that's uh-huh. good television. But I'm sure they said you're not going to believe what's what's going on and and what's what's coming up. Um so I think that's interesting. Um yeah, should we maybe uh, tease uh you know with these last few minutes of the show, should we tease out the fact that make it or break it is going to be returning? Uh yes. Let's do that. Make it a break. It's coming back on, folks. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, we posted on our Facebook page a link to the, did you watch that? The uh, the the video that I posted on our Facebook page, which I is sort of a it. recap of, it's good. You should watch it. It's good. Let me see. I'll, I'll watch okay. it right now. Don't, well, don't watch it right now. We're doing a show. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. You should wait. Watch okay. it when the show's over. It. With... There it is. It is on our Facebook page. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's it's it'll really get you back in the mood for the make it or break it. It'll 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 remind you of everything you love about the show and uh, the reason that you love the show, uh, and and especially because the what we love about the show is that it doesn't take itself too seriously. As we talked with uh, make it or break it creator Holly Sorensen in our very special episode last uh, season that they have a very good sense of humor and they're very smart about putting on the show. It's not a dumb show at all in that no. uh, smart they, show. Uh, they're very aware of, of what kind of show they're creating. Yeah. It's entertainment. It is entertainment. For entertainment's it's, sake. It's entertainment. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So that's coming up. We'll be talking about that, I suppose. I'll be watching it. That's for sure. That's right. And you will be as excited to talk about it on the Wednesday afternoon before we do the show as you will be unexcited to talk about it on the Thursday morning <laughs> we do the show. Uh, so what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, this weekend is a blissful nothing for me at the moment. Um, I, I, As I mentioned earlier in the program, I had a whole lot of stuff going on, which 
seems to happen to me uh, every year, whether I want it to or not, but everything happens all at once, right? And these past three weeks have been a maelstrom of things happening all at once. Uh, and once everything ends, then it all kind of ends. So this weekend, actually, the show that I directed down in San Diego, it got extended. Uh, so they, they've they got uh, more. Perf- Congratulations. Thank you. They have more performances this weekend. So that will be uh, closing up this weekend. And then the film festival that the movie is happening up in San Jose uh, also concludes this weekend. So uh, basically, I'll be waiting to hear if the movie got any accolades or won any awards up at the film festival. That'll be exciting. We actually have a review in Variety today for the uh, movie called Worth the Wait. Yeah, they liked it. They basically said probably the truth, which is that it's probably not going to get a theatrical release, but will have uh, good legs on home video. And I'll agree to that. Um, It's uh, not quite you know, it was a, a, a basically a homemade movie. The guy that financed it himself and part of the the deal with making your own movie is that you try to find something small to make. You don't make a big movie. You make something with a small cast and minimal uh-huh. sets uh, because you can't really have uh, big action sequences or things like that. You just can't afford that sort of thing. So um, it's intimate and it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good character-driven movie, but, you know, there, there aren't any car chases or... Uh, or nudities or anything like that in it. Ah, you lost me. <laughs> well, anyway, it's worth the wait. That's uh, so. I will. Uh, I think um, I, I'm kind of backed up on going to see a couple of friends that I have in my back pocket down here in LA uh, that I've okay. been sort of holding off making plans for. So I still may be holding off making plans on doing that because I just I don't know if I'm. <laughs> I don't know if I have the energy, and I just might want to uh, sit around and do nothing. I sat around and did nothing this past Saturday, but I was sitting around and doing nothing 400 miles away. So while it was uh-huh. relaxing, it also uh, was weighing on me that I had to get into a car get and back. drive for another five hours or six hours. You know what happened also on the drive back is I got – No. I drove all the way back. It's about five and a half, six hours, and I got all the way down to Magic Mountain, which is about 25 minutes away from my house. And a tanker truck had driven off the side of the road, uh, and I, the only the left lane was open, and it took me an hour and a half to drive three exits after having driven for six hours. Oof, that sucks, man. I know, and then I come home and try to get some sleep, and I hear this. Ah! Right. What about you? What do you got going on this uh, weekend? Well... My I weekend, don't care. I, I don't care. I don't want to hear that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, my weekend actually started last night. Last night, Wednesday night was my Friday night. And tonight is going to be our Saturday night. Because um, we're going to see the Mantles and the Fresh and Onlys play at the, the Makeout Room in San Francisco. It's a great venue. And it's a really good venue to see these two bands. And um, we're going to go see that and grab a bite to eat in the mission and kind of make that our night. And then this weekend, I think we're just going to stay close to the house, cook some meals here, and not really get after too much. So there's not much really going on other than I'm watching this show called The Colony. And uh, I'm I'm addicted to it. So I'm watching like, you know, anytime I can squeeze in 45 minutes of an episode, I do so. It's on Netflix. What is The Colony? What is that all about? It is. It's a reality show. I think it's done by the, the people over at uh, the National Geographic. What it does is it supposes a 
apocalyptic sort of uh, environment in Los Angeles after some sort of big viral outbreak or something like that. And, you know, the city's, you know, been abandoned and it's being run by, you know, looters and marauders and power grids are down and they take these people from all walks of life and they put them in, you know, this apocalyptic setting and they have to basically do everything from scratch, you know, like find a way to filter their water or, uh, you know, generate power or fashion things out of what's just kind of handy. And uh, then they augment the experiment by having these marauders who the people, the people, by the way, were sleep deprived for like 30 hours before putting them in the environment to kind of simulate the stress you would be under if that sort of event were to occur. Yeah. Okay. And so they're a little spun out. And so then they have, you know, they're woken up at all hours of night by these marauders, people trying to break into their, you know, their colony and steal their shit. And like, uh, I mean, like Dennis Hopper and the Smokers in Waterworld. Yeah, it is. It's a lot like that, actually. And it's funny because these people, you know, at a certain point, even though they know they're participating in a experiment in a show, they start to because it's so real and lifelike and they're, you know, hungry and sleep deprived. They really start reacting to the situations as if they're really in it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. I, I find it. Plus, I love. I have a thing for post-apocalyptic environments. I don't think I'd fare too well. No, I often look at movies that take place in the post-apocalyptic environment, and I'm always like, uh, "Yeah, I think uh, I think I'd be on that team or this team." And then I always think, you know what would probably knowing my luck when the apocalypse happens, I'll be one of the many dead, as opposed to <laughs> the survivors. Like the like the stand or the road or what was that other book I read? What was that other book I read? That was post apocalypse. <laughs> it's probably on Audible. Uh, Swan Song. That's it. Yeah, it probably is on AudibleTrial.com. dot com. Swan Song, uh, or you know, even Waterworld. It's like I I I'd like to think that I would be. I think I would just be the angriest, bitterest, uh, hermitist shotgun toting dude that you would find in the post-apocalypse i wouldn't be the one to sort of band together with friends i wouldn't trust anybody mm, that's a good quality i would imagine it's a, a healthy quality to have in a post-apocalyptic environment yeah i would be the one with the cannon <laughs> yeah i um i you know i was trying to think of what my you know you have people have hard and soft skills right okay so, you know, a hard skill would be like you're an a electrical engineer. Right. You know, you can, you can make shit. Or you're a fabricator. You can make shit. <laughs> Basically, the people, there are people that can make shit. And then there are people that are like maybe just kind of like, you know, entertaining the be around. Right. Yeah. So I, like, I... I guess my, my, my strength would be I, I can maybe make shit light or bearable. Or not. Well, judging from me, really, it would probably I can make shit as, as bearable as I can make things. I can make things equally as unbearable. Yeah, and I think I could hook up their TiVo. You could totally hook up their TiVo. I would just want to position myself in the post-apocalyptic group with the hottest chicks, because at some point they're going to have to get get to thinking about creating, procreating, and increasing the numbers. That's right, and that's you're you're going to be on the team with Aubrey O'Day. <laughs> oh, indeed. Hey, you know what? Before we get out of here, just real quick, I have a phrased out segment. Nice. Although I think I might be ahead of the curve on this phrased out thing. Um, 
So perhaps we could append or amend the phrased out segment because this is something that probably isn't even on anyone's radar yet, but I can feel it starting to become everywhere. Ah, and I would like to like stop it. this phrase before it becomes ubiquitous. I think that's perfect. That's a great use of the phrased out segment. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's, it, I think it just mainly has to do with iPhone apps or apps in general, but I think it's sneaking into other things. And that is to add the word ninja to anything to make it seem cooler or stealthier or better. Like trying to find a hotel, use Hotel Ninja. Or try to find a great route, use Traffic Ninja. And there's a game like on uh, a game I like called Fruit Ninja, which is fun. But there's also uh -huh. there's a movie coming out that's based on a comic book called Cowboy Ninja Viking. And it's just like, <laughs> what you know, what which one of those things? Like, how does that even work? How are you a cowboy ninja Viking? You know, I mean, I, I'm sure it sounds cool, but that just turns me off. The fact that ninja has to be in there. I think a cowboy Viking is cool enough, don't you? Yeah, totally. I, I've heard people say it like, you know, oh, my God, this guy's like a parking ninja. Yeah, and exactly. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. No. And that's I, I would like that to be phrased out. Don't ever say something ninja in front of me or I will uh, I will get Rush Limbaugh to talk to you. <laughs> Rush has been entertaining Reva and Renfro the whole day. Witticisms. <laughs> like that one. Exactly. All right, so is it over? <laughs> yeah, I think we've had enough. Uh, we'd like y'all thank... just go home? Yeah, exactly. So the, look for this on the next exciting... I don't know. Let, let, uh, like maybe Adam Carolla will listen to this episode and think, wow, these are the guys I want on my network. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. We're 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 broadcasting, not narrow casting. That's right. We're trying to get as many listeners as possible. And that's we're thanks to you. To. So tell a friend, uh thanks for listening and um Rob, come on. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's seriously. I I kid, I joke. Uh, I may sound like I don't appreciate our listeners. I do appreciate our listeners. I appreciate them so dearly that I just want more of them. That's all I want. I just want more listeners. Please write in. Call 415-937-0445. Let us know you're out there. Yeah. Because your, your calls and emails mean so much. Right. Otherwise, Rob will berate you. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to save the berating for the show. There you go. All right. Well, go watch that Make It or Break It recap right now. You'll enjoy it. It'll get you I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I got a busy day myself going on, and so maybe that's why I've been a bit distracted. So yeah. with that, we will see you next week. Next week. Can you tell me what the they said? Did you hear what the they said? Can you hear what the they said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. All together now, time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. Time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down.